0: Welcome to the Reaching Forward podcast. Let's have church for a little while. If you have your Bibles, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. And I'm glad to be a Christian today. You know what? I'll be glad to be a Christian tomorrow. And I was glad to be a Christian before I even really knew what it was when I invited Christ into my life. I didn't even know what happened. But my life changed and God can still change lives. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. Father, thank you for this time to worship you. Have your way in this service in Jesus' name. This is an Amish boy and his father were visiting a mall. Not being accustomed to all of the technology, they were amazed by almost everything they saw, but especially by two shiny silver walls that could move apart and back together again. The boy asked his father, what is this, father? The father responded, son, I have never seen anything like this in my life. I don't know what it is. While the boy and his father were watching wide-eyed, An old lady in a wheelchair rolled up to the moving walls and pressed a button. In a few seconds, the walls opened, and the lady rolled between them into a small room. The walls closed a few seconds later, and the boy and his father watched small circles with lights and numbers above the walls light up. They continued to watch the circles light up in the reverse direction, and then the walls opened up again and a beautiful 24 year old woman stepped out the father said to his son son go get your mother right away we're like to preach on the thought of a message change your world in three steps change your world in three steps And using from first Peter chapter three and verse nine, not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrary-wise, or on the contrary, blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. So three steps. I believe all of us, I mean, look at the world today. It's full of a horrible disease. It's full of unrest and protest and discontent. There's violence. There's injustice. Who wouldn't want to change your world? I'm raising my hand right now. But I want to say, say, wait, it can't be in three steps, preacher. It's going to take hundreds of years. Three steps. Let's look at three steps to change your world. Now, I can't really promise that you're going to change someone else's world. But we really have to start with ourselves, don't we? It's our world that we can start with. So the first step that I would like to, to talk about is step in. Step in. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, it talks about, it says, you're there unto called that you should inherit a blessing. That's very interesting at the end of the scripture, but let's look at what that says. That talks about being joint heirs with Christ. So being a joint heir with Christ, if there was going to be a million dollars and you had 10 heirs, you would if you were a joint heir, you would get $100,000 a piece. But we're joint heirs with Christ, and he's the infinite God of eternity, so you can divide infinity and eternity by what you want, it's still going to be infinity and eternity. And Paul said in Romans, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That's why Paul in Corinthians says, being reviled, we bless. Why? Because we have stepped in to the inheritance of the blessing of Jesus Christ. When Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 2, he said that if any man suffer as a Christian, you know that when we suffer as a Christian, we have Christ as an example that we should follow in his steps. The Bible says when he was reviled and when he was on the cross, they would would uh, would, uh, rail on him and revile on him. They would blaspheme him and say, come on down. That's horrible to say to someone who's dying, right? But the Bible said when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. Isn't that interesting that Christ could have so much composure? Why? Because Jesus had his eyes on the bigger picture. Sometimes we need to step back from the argument. We need to step back from the disagreement. And we need to get, we need to step into the love of Jesus Christ. There was a young man that said, I think I'm in love. And his friend said, why? He said, well, I was looking into my girlfriend's eyes the other day and I wasn't even aware for like 30 seconds that her dog was biting my leg. When we step into the inheritance of God, when we step into the free pardon of sin, when we step into the exceeding great And precious promises when we step in to answered prayer. Has God ever answered your prayer? You know, well he can't, preacher. Right. I don't pray anything. Start Step into praying. Step into believing God. Take that faith that is a grain of a mustard seed and speak to that mountain. The first thing we need to do to change our life is we need to step in to the power and the love and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing that God can forgive you of everything you've ever done? That his blood could wash you clean? Said preacher, but that's unlikely. It's not unlikely. It's entirely probable. That if we confess Jesus Christ, you don't even have to confess all your sins. You just confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. And that suffering that Jesus produced on the cross, he was made sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He took the curse but gave us a blessing. Isn't that one of the keys in changing the world? It's on the contrary, isn't it? Jesus became sin for us. We became the righteousness of God in Him. He took the iniquity. He took the shame that we could get the glory. He took the stripes that we could get the healing. There is this contrary wise, right? To do something on the contrary. To do something different. And that's something that as a Christian, it should impress on us that that's what it's going to take to change our world. To do something different. We need to step in to the forgiveness of Christ. If you haven't done that, maybe you're really guilty. You know, I've I've heard hurt people hurt people. You know, if you're really hurt, you're probably going to hurt others because you feel hurt. But you need to get healed. The Bible says by his stripes we're healed. The bishop and the shepherd of your soul can heal you. He can heal your life, he can heal your family. Step 1 is step in. Step in to change your world. Step two is step up. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, when people speak evil or do evil to you, when they rail on you or accuse you of something, you're supposed to bless them back. I was doing something with my daughter, and you know I'd done something to tease her or something, and then something happened to me, and she goes, that's what you get. You know, but really, that's not how God is, right? And I know that we reap what we sow, but as Christians, we're supposed to bless when we're reviled. We're supposed to, the second step is step up. Step up. Uh, There's a man you may have heard of named John Maxwell, and he talked about three roads in life. There's the low road, the middle road, and the high road. The low road involves treating others worse than they treat us. That's the low road. Have you ever taken the low road? Well, I'm going to get him. Just wait. You know, payback. Payback's going to be bad. That's the low road. The middle road is treating others the same way we are treated. Like my daughter said, that's what you get. You know, if someone doesn't something bad to you, that's what you get. And then there's the high road. The high road is really the road less taken, right? It's the the path less traveled. The high road involves treating others better than they treat you. Notice what 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says. When you're not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing. But contrarywise, blessing. That's the high road. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32 and be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. There was a ship's captain that saw smoke coming from an uncharted island. So he uh, launched the lifeboats and came to the island. And upon arriving on the shore, he was met by a shipwreck survivor. And the man had a long beard. And, and he said, I'm so glad you're here. I've been alone on this island for five years. And the captain was awestruck. And he said, But then he looked and he said, Sir, if you've been alone here for five years on the island, why are there three huts that i see and the man said well that makes a lot of sense i live in one hut and then he pointed to the second one the second hut is where i go to church and then the shipwreck survivor grimaced and he said that third hut that's where i used to go to church (laughs) the first step is to step in you know what the second step is to change your world Step up. Try it. Try it at work. When someone treats you mean, buy them a soda. When someone does something wrong for you, find out where they live and mail them a card and tell them about the goodness of God. Step up. Treat them better. Contrarywise. And it has to be sincere, right? Don't be fake and just say, well, you're a blessing. But Have you ever given someone a specific praise? It sounds honest when it's specific, right? Because it sounds genuine. Hey, you know what? I appreciate that that you give me a paycheck every week, Mr. Boss. Call him the boss man down in the south, right? Hey, boss man, appreciate you having me on. I know this economy's been crazy. Instead of railing bless, we're called to be a blessing. You know, we're called to have the blessing of Abraham. Abraham said uh it was said of abraham it said and thou shalt be a blessing step up and be a blessing to someone and then the third thing change your world in three steps see it's not that easy though is it right you know the gospel is very simple to understand but it's not very easy to do you know like forgiving forgiving someone oh it's easy to say oh just forgive them unless it's you that has to either forgive someone or ask for someone's forgiveness, then it's hard. But it's simple, right? Step up. Step up. Change your world. Step up. Christian, step up. Take control. And the last thing is step out. When we change our world, it involves other people. People are going to be the most challenging things you face in life. And they're also going to be the sources of the greatest blessings in your life. I, I've been at people's bedsides when they're getting ready to leave this world, and I don't, I don't remember any of them having their like model car collection or having their fancy car parked outside or a list of their assets. They had family members. They had loved ones. They wanted to talk to people. They wanted to be around people. People may challenge you, but people are the greatest source of blessing. Jesus died on the cross to redeem enemies and make them friend, friends. One thing you can do with an enemy is kill them, right? It takes care of an enemy. I'm going to just kill them, preacher. You know what another thing to do? Is to turn them into a friend. To turn them into a friend. And that's what Jesus did with me. I was someone that doesn't, didn't know God and didn't act like it. <laughs> I might have claimed it. But I began to know the love of Jesus Christ and what he did for me on the cross. And it compelled me. And his spirit drew me in. He didn't answer my life for the way I lived, but he drew me in by his love, and I stepped in, and then God's helped me step up, and then God's gonna help us step out. Matthew chapter five and verse forty one. And whosoever, Jesus said, shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain or two miles. Now this is a rest a reference to the custom of forced service so i know it's not fair and you don't really have it right now right but back then the king's courier he'd be carrying this burden of some sort some bag some chest some uh weight and he could demand the service of others to carry out the king's business to like literally carry the king's business so he could be like you stop what you're doing pick this up and carry it for a mile and in Jesus' reference, it says, if they compel you to go a mile. I guess there was some standard. A mile in uh, what they were talking about was a thousand paces. That's what the word mile means. And I can believe that others knew this custom, and they'd be like, counting, right? One, two, three, four. And when they got to a thousand, they probably dropped that thing on the ground. What They, they filled the letter of the law. They didn't have to go any farther. But you know what Jesus said? He said, if you're going to change the world, go two miles. You know what happens on that second mile? The king's no longer in charge. The one carrying the burden, the tables have turned. Because now they don't have to. And bewildering this uh, king's courier is like, why are you doing this? Well, now they can listen to what you have to say. Now your life can shine. You've done the obligation And now you can show the love of jesus christ to get someone's attention you know there's an elite unit in africa because that first mile is not easy is it carrying that burden there's an elite unit in africa and if you want to join this unit you have to pass several tests and one stamina test involves 86 hours of no sleep no food and almost constant marching and you think well i don't want to do that right i don't think i'd want to do that either the candidates start out on a night march with a light pack and you think well it's not so bad well in the middle of the night they drop the pack and pick up this chunk of rail track with a chain and a ball that weighs about 50 kilograms or 110 pounds and they said it's specifically designed to be impossible to comfortably carry they walk with this weight for eight hours it is to test the recruits resistance to pain and frustration in the morning they have marched for 40 kilometers or 25 miles isn't it interesting to go the first mile sometimes it's going to be impossible to comfortably carry some the people are on your case this person's in your face but all you got to do is walk that first mile get over the obligation get over what you have to do and then when you don't have to do it when work is over or when that Project is over. Then you can do something that you don't have to do. If you've been treated wrongly, if you've been treated uncomfortably, then you can show that you've weathered that storm and now show people, even though you were uncomfortable, even though you felt like you've maybe been slighted, you can turn it around and show them that you love them anyway. You know, there's a golden rule, and it's prevalent in a lot of religions In a lot of cultures, and Jesus spoke about it in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12, and and Luke chapter 6 and verse 31. If we want to change our, our world, it does come down to the golden rule, does it? In Luke chapter 6 and verse 31, one rendition, Jesus said, And as ye would, that men should do to you. Do ye also to them. Likewise. And as I get ready to close, it didn't say that it's a guarantee that men are going to treat you that way. He said, if you want to change your world, if you want people to treat you differently, he said, I'm not guaranteeing that you can change them and make them treat you differently, but you can change you and treat them differently. You can step into my love. You can step up and contrary-wise bless them. And then you can step out and show that love of Jesus Christ. He said, "And as you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise." Set the standard, show the love of God, not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. And I just want to tell you.